rolling. Woo-woo! Welcome to What the Hell. Uh, this is episode 27, everybody. It's good to see you. Oh, it's nice to see you, Brittany. <laughs> After we've been talking for an hour, just catching up on life. I know. it's It literally has been like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's what we do. <laughs> it's what we do. Uh, I'm Tiffany. Oh, and I'm Brittany. It's been a few weeks since we did one of these. Uh, literally, we haven't recorded in three to four weeks at this point. Uh, life has been a little busy, as we all have busy, stressful lives, but um, we also released some very heavy episodes, episodes 24 and 20, no, 25, yep. 26? Well, 24, 25, 26, yeah. Yeah, specifically, so we did a three-part sort of series about our deconstruction, but specifically 25 and 26 was when we really dove in and divulged what we believe or don't believe, and it was emotionally exhausting to be honest and so we needed a break it's like a it's like a day at the pool with like really strong sunshine and you go home and you have no nothing is left to do except pass out totally that is how how, yeah and even though I went first I feel like even after yours and it's just like there was still so much just sitting it was just so heavy and weighty um But anyways, I mean, we will get into kind of like how we've responded since uh, those episodes, which is really what this podcast is going to be about. It's going to be our recap, your reactions to our evangelical deconstruction. Before we get started, we just want to say thank you so much for following us on Facebook, on Instagram. All the feedback and responses have honestly been incredible. We put out a post earlier today about looking for questions and we had so many responses and it just feels like we're building this little community that I love. And this has been, you know, our passion project, uh, basically just our therapy to one another. (laughs) So I don't know, is this evangelism? De-evangelism? Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think that's a question though. It's like, I almost feel like, like I'm not, not preaching the God. It feels like we're like anti-preaching the gospel. (laughs) Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. We're speaking um, our truth. Yes. Which back in my pre, like my super evangelical days, like hearing that somebody has their own truth is like the funniest thing I ever heard. <laughs> there is only one truth, Tiffany. There is only, yes. And like, it can't be truth if you have your own. Wow. Do we, boy, we change, don't we? Yeah, we have changed. It's possible for us to. Um, yeah, so something that's been really interesting, I think, and we've talked about this on other episodes too, just like kind of in passing, is... We hear from you guys a lot in private. Yes. <laughs> we do. Like you DM us, you, you know, text us if you know us, things like that. So we we hear we hear from you guys quite a lot um, in private. And we totally understand that because when I was like going through my deconstruction process, I certainly was not advertising it. And also, and let me say, some of the people we're hearing from are not going through a deconstruction process at all. No, no. A lot of the people we're corresponding with on the back end are still identify as Christians, um, identify as evangelical, may identify as AG. And that's great. That's like the point is totally. we're having a conversation. That is so it's 100% been really, the point. Yeah, it's been really cool. I guess the point I'm making is that it was really cool this week that um, so many of you like weighed in on things in different places on the Facebooks and the the Instagrams and everywhere else. Um, But you also know if you've been listening for a while, we don't only do like theology and philosophy and religion. Uh, We were raised a certain way and so we saw the world a certain way. And now that I'm 33 years old, I don't believe the things I believed growing up anymore. Yeah. I'm like my feelings about you know, what I watch on The Bachelor are quite different now from when I first started watching it 20 years ago. 
20 like, years defini- ago. Yes, girl. I, I mean, I, it's one. accurate. I'm just saying, like, what? <laughs> 20 crazy? years ago. <laughs> yeah, like, or maybe it was 2002, 18, whatever the case may be. But I remember, like, sitting down and watching that with my mom. And, like, it was so different back then. The fantasy suites, whatever. I'm going on such a tangent now. No, but, but like, the yeah. way I felt about a fantasy suite 20 years ago. And, a, I mean, I was a child, but also a Christian child. I feel so different about it now. I'm like, you totally. gotta get in that fantasy suite. You gotta get in that fantasy. <laughs> like, could she have five fantasy suites? Three is not enough fantasy suites. <laughs> totally. Um. Anyway, I I think with this conversation, it's been challenging and it's a lot of vulnerability for both of us. And I feel somebody, a friend, an old friend that I grew up with in Key West, she messaged me and she was like, "How are you feeling about it all?" And I said, "Girl, I feel naked. I feel yeah. naked and I feel cold, but I also feel better." Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like that's a great analogy or description because I felt very similarly. It was like such a relief, but then also it was. It was like you're standing in front of your class. You're having the dream that everybody doesn't want to have where you stand in front of your class naked, kind of going like, here here I yeah. am. Let's see how you respond. Yeah, and but we're also, choosing to do it. <laughs> yes, and but also on a platform where like we don't get direct feedback without kind of either asking for it. It's not like... Even on YouTube, which at some point we may upload some of our stuff there, but it's not like there's a constant like comment section or something where people are giving us feedback. And so sometimes it can feel like, you know, we're just talking to each other, which is kind of the point. Um, But yeah, it's been amazing to see the responses and such positive things. And and you know what? I will get into this in a little bit, but like I don't doubt there's all kinds of uh, not positive things that people may think and that's totally fine and I mean that with like I'm not being sarcastic or anything because the point of our show whether it's come across this way or not is not we don't have an agenda um this has just been really a like I said a second ago like a passion project for us to be able to kind of work through some of the things we've working through our thoughts out loud but also sharing things that we've talked about for years together sharing that with the world with our listeners and hoping that that like gives you the freedom to be able to have those conversations with maybe significant others or other close friends or with us so totally well said that's exactly what it is I love that like we don't have some big agenda like we're not out here trying to de-evangelize yeah You know, we're not like, we're not, I'm not trying to like change anybody's mind about anything except for anything that's harmful to themselves or others. Yeah. You know, like in that case, I do feel a responsibility, but I like, if you love God, you keep loving God if you're not harming yourself or others. That's fine. That's great and wonderful. Anyway, we do want to talk a little bit about our own reflections of things this week, but I do, I just need to have like a quick catch up with my BFF. Like how is your, it has been three (laughs) weeks. We've been through a lot during it. So what's going on with you and what's new and what do I not know that like, I'm going to be like, why didn't you tell me that? Oh, I don't know if I have any of that. Uh, I feel like, I wish I had like fun things to tell you. I guess, you know, we are still in the pandemic. Shocker. Um, Again, anybody that's not in LA, maybe you're like, this is almost over it's not out here Mm -mm. um so still just a lot happening inside the house we did get away for the weekend uh, for labor day weekend we went up to a little town called uh, morrow bay which was beautiful um went kayaking with the kids on this like sort of bay area is kind of how it felt um it was really it was awesome so i mean there's positive things over the last few weeks there's also been not to do a whole like downer but we also had like another death in the family um 
earlier this year we lost Curtis's brother and now we lost another family member, a cousin. And so it's just been like, I know we all just feel like 2020 is super shitty, but it just continues to rear its ugly head. You know, California's on fire. It's, it's just been. You can't breathe outside during a pandemic that makes you already not be able to breathe. Yeah. It's just been crazy. So it's been a crazy couple weeks. I feel like after my episode and then your episode, to be totally honest, I had a little bit of an emotional, like, it, it was, I felt very relieved, but I also mm-hmm. felt like, it, I don't know, it was like having this giant therapy session and then you're experiencing all these emotions that you, I mean, I was ready to process them. But it's a, you know, it's a mixture of a lot of things. Things like you're hoping for responses from people. You know, it's a lot of hopes, which is my own fault for hoping for certain things. And that's okay. And then not maybe getting responses you would like to get. Um, But then also getting amazing responses and people who, you know, who remind me of like exactly why we set out to do what we are doing. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's been, it's been a lot. It's a long answer. That's been my last few weeks. I don't have any juicy details for you. I wish I did, but I'm excited for whatever's been going on in your world the last few weeks. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I don't have (laughs) juicy details either. I mean, I guess it was three weeks ago now that you know. It was like the week that we recorded my deconstruction episode. It was just one of the worst weeks I've had in 2020. Other than like the week of losing Gilligan, it was just the worst week. Yeah, like I'm on the other side of it now, but still a lot of those things are like repercussions, you know, like my business has been affected. My grandma got COVID. I missed, you know, my brother's wedding because of the pandemic and work and a lot of things. And um, what else? There was like so many bad things that week. Oh, like a deal I was working on crashed, like everything crashed. And then the stock market crashed, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) which whatever, I'm like half making a joke. Um, And then to top it all off, Brittany... Flash forward two to three weeks to this past week, and they're canceling Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, I meant to text you about this. I saw that, and I thought of you, and then I forgot to text you. But here I we are. I so sad, especially because the last two seasons have like the main storyline has been about how Courtney doesn't want to do the show anymore and they're like this is our job you need to do the show blah 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 like they've openly made that the storyline for like two seasons and now they're all quitting and they're all like we're done it's gonna be some I'm new really like TikTok sad. family it's gonna be like what is her name Charlie D'Amelio or however you say her, her yeah, name yeah well there's nothing quite like it that's the thing yeah. it's like and if you're into reality tv obviously we're not talking to all y'all I hear you, baby. My boyfriend's (laughs) listening to this and he's like, oh, garbage TV. It fills a hole in my soul, babe. Okay. There's a Um, reason for it. Yes. Same with Bachelor. Like I. Yes. yes. You need a little trash TV in your life. Yeah. I don't even care. Especially in 2020. Like, come on. Yeah. So um, other than that, I'm like, I'm super fine. Yeah, you are, girl. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm super emotionally okay. And just everything is okay and fine. Yeah. Um, But like you said, after talking about everything we did in the last few episodes, I feel a little tired, a little drained, but also excited because now I do feel like I'm at a place where I'm like, huh, I guess I should look into like spirituality again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it feels like, you know, part of why – Number one, why we put this off for so long um, was because it's hard to talk about. Or it's, it, it means that we're going to be held accountable for what we were talking about. I feel like a lot of the other stuff, it's like, ah, it's our opinion, but this is like, this may 
you know, hurt some people or rub people mm-hmm. the wrong way. But I feel like now that it's out there, I also feel such a freedom about this podcast and the ability to kind of talk about literally whatever the hell we want to talk about. I mean, I felt that from the beginning, but it feels even more of a freedom now um, to be able to divulge because I'm just like, I'm not afraid. At, at this point, if you're still listening after you've heard what we've been talking about, like, then we're your people, you're our people, and that's yeah. fine, you know? Or or we want to understand each other as people Yeah, too, exactly. Yeah. You know, like there's that element as well. Um, you guys sent in some good stuff. Yes, you did. You did. You, you also, though, I just have to say, because everything you say reminds me of something, um, you know that <laughs> scene in um, Home Alone 1 when he's like really afraid of the furnace in the basement and he goes down and he goes, I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> and the thing is like got his jaws open yeah, and yeah. then he's like keeps saying, I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> and then it like, you know, clamps its jaws and goes to sleep. That is how I feel in this conversation. I feel like little seven-year-old Kevin McAllister, who's very <laughs> rich, standing in his very rich boy sweater in the basement with the furnace and looking his greatest fear in the eye and telling it to, like, get behind me Satan. Oh, yeah. And put it to bed, and we did. Yeah. Okay. Well, what were – so I guess we kind of said this a second ago, but um, – we did put out a post today about, like, asking if anybody had any questions after we put out our uh, two episodes. But then, aside from that, we also got lots of messages just as people were listening to our podcast. So, what we're going to do is just go through some of the messages. Um, we're going to actually read. We, we asked permission of some people if we could read them. Um, others will just say anonymously, but we just kind of want to go through and... Uh, read them to you, and then we'll kind of do a commentary throughout, and that may lead to uh, many tangents as we answer some questions that people have. So. Perfect. Hit me with a letter, Brittany. All right. So number one, this message said, while I haven't had a chance to listen to every episode, number 24, 25, and 26 are pivotal. All applause to Brittany and Tiffany on having these brave conversations. The podcast is worth every minute of your time to listen, especially if you were raised in a similar fashion or are better trying to understand someone who was. That's, Thank that's you. So nice. That is so nice. <laughs> I feel weird reading something like nice about ourselves, but it's, it's good. It's yeah, positive. we were taught to be that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> um, relatedly, as far back as I can remember, there was such a push to know Jesus that what I think I want to say is that I'm really the most sad about not knowing my parents or really anyone closely in the AG, which to a great extent carried over into all of life. Now that I'm an adult, I can see that the culture failed us, which makes it a little easier to humanize my pastor parents whom I still know nothing of substance about. For them to have had any friends would have been an invite into transparency, a welcome to be vulnerable before others, but they had to appear perfect. 100% without sin at all costs and consequently lived isolated without admitting it. How formidable. Okay, I just have to pause there because like, yeah, that, wow, that is very accurate to what I feel like my upbringing and I'm guessing yours as well. I I don't know. I hadn't thought about how like 
this caused me to not know a lot of my parents personally. I completely agree with that. I feel like I know so little about um, my parents, the individuals. Yes. Like your likes, your dislikes, your history. You hear those funny stories about growing up and stuff like that. You know, what I know very little about my parents' own faith. Mm, Totally. Like why... Do you believe this so strongly? Why did you decide you wanted to become pastors? Like, yeah, what compel you know what I mean? What compelled you? I don't know those things. Yeah, and Other it's than- not for lack of ever asking. Mm. I don't know. No, that makes yeah, that makes sense. And the whole thing of like needing to appear perfect a hundred percent of the time. I mean, that was like being a pastor's kid. You know, you have to look a certain way and dress a certain way and like mm. present yourself a certain way. So, yeah, I know. I, I remember. <laughs> When I was a kid one time, um, and on one hand, I mean, this could, there could be a lot of perspectives on this, but we were all very well-behaved kids in public. Mm-hmm. Um, we were not the kids to be running around. We definitely aren't talking back. We definitely aren't doing anything like mischievous in public or rude or uncouth yeah. or anything. Like we are like prim and proper perfect in public. And on one hand, it's like, that's pretty impressive that you could get your kids to be that way. Like, cool. But on the other hand, it's like, why were we that way? Because I was terrified. Mm, of the And I also wasn't of- like a shithead. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> like, I also was like a good kid. You know yeah. what I mean? But like a lot of it was you don't voice your, how you feel about something or your reaction to something because then you will be in trouble. Yeah. And there's no like, to me, there was no space for vulnerability, which was something that I don't feel like we were taught to be yeah. in this environment, the AG environment, the evangelical yeah. environment. And some of that too, I know you have more here to hit on, but um, I think part of that too is like part part religion, but yeah. also part um, era. Like, yeah, totally. I was yeah. raised by boomers. Like my parents are, I'm the youngest of four. So my parents are very much the baby boomer generation. And that's an era where like kids are, my parents love me, don't get me wrong, but kids are to be seen and not heard. <laughs> kids mm-hmm. are, you know, kids yeah. are to mind their parents, like, you know, and, and again, we were loved, but it's just a different way. Like now kids are like almost put on the same, in a lot of cultures and societies same level as the adults in the room yeah like they get the same everything and I think there's something from each yeah from both yeah yeah yeah. I feel like there's things that like I don't necessarily agree with in some of the culture where it's just like yeah I still feel like my kids should respect me and I'm the adult and the parent all those things but I also feel like respect is a huge thing in our house we were raised from boomer parents that it it was not an era where a lot of the stuff was talked about and we also were in a a world with social media and freaking podcasts, which is what we're literally doing right now. (laughs) Nobody got uh, out there and like shared everything about their life until, you know, the internet came about unless you were like on a TV show or writing a book or something. So, yeah. So going back to this message. So basically the end of it was, there are other things that never added up for me. Apart from the cultural legalism, it never made sense to me why the push to tell somebody about Jesus was never something I saw lived out practically. In high school, I remember once asking my mom about this, and the reply was that pastors equip and outside the church, lay people spread the gospel. Seemed like a very comfortable way to keep away from the awkward, but then there was always an answer for everything in the spiritual realm. Just no questions allowed about the real world. Granted, how could they have answered since they knew nothing about it? Mm. (laughs) Mmm. Ay ay ay. This is some, some yeah, we're feeling the feels. 
Yeah. Uh, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that or he or she is of the devil, as well as intended as the trepidatious teachings and misguided concerns may have been, I'm afraid a lot of it was brainwashing. God is love. Whatever that truly amounts to, I know it is not behaviorism steeped in fear of damnation. drop the mic wow yes oh my gosh well I think even the first thing that you hit on here like she's saying she grew up in a pastor's family whoever comes into the church we minister to whatever but like in my family we weren't like going out into the world and evangelizing Mm. we get our little kits and youth group to do it yeah I mean for me I feel like it's a little different since we were like literally missionaries so we were pastors (laughs) at one point but then we were missionaries so we did do that was literally their life um I feel like there was a very active side of that you know as I'm like thinking this through though so I think the thing here that's being hit on is these people in leadership are telling people you should be doing it even though I'm not so I don't even like so my issue with it isn't even I'm glad that my parents weren't walking around and being like you need Jesus get saved like I am so glad that is not oh I don't think that's okay like that's not the way to handle it no I agree I agree so they weren't doing that however the system the overall system says we are evangelicals we're here to evangelize and save people from hell. So like whether it's being done or not, you constantly have this thing weighing on you of feeling like, oh, it's what I should be doing. And just like nobody kind of is. Yeah. And did you miss an opportunity with somebody like? Yeah. But, but meanwhile, some of the things that my parents did do, I love and respect and is awesome. Like my dad, when we lived in the Keys, like his main thing was he would call it ministering to the homeless population and I guess he was in the biblical sense but like he was just like taking care of their actual needs which is like the most Jesus thing you can do yeah feeding them clothing them giving them a place literally to bathe and rest and all these things that's freaking incredible so I think what it is that this person's talking about here if I'm interpreting for myself at least is that juxtaposition of we're all saying this is what you should be doing but we're not doing it either no I think that's a good point yeah. And I'm like super glad that they weren't all doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was an amazing message. I love hearing like other people's stories because it's, you know, we're not alone. There's many of us out there and yeah, I we would love to continue to hear all of your stories. And we're going to give yeah. you a few more comments and things, but that was a great one to start off with. Good intro. Good intro all around, Brittany, an anonymous writer in number one. <laughs> our next letter came in from kevin who told us we could use his name thank you um he said awesome show this week ladies i once heard a great quote from an outstanding character actor david thulis i hope that's how you spell his last name and it is i looked <laughs> it up you nailed it kevin um and for anybody who needs a visual he played professor lupin in the Harry Potter series. Oh, Oh, he's such a fantastic actor. (laughs) So Kevin said, anywho, here it is. I put no stock in religion. By the word religion, I have seen the lunacy of fanatics of every denomination be called the will of God. I have seen too much religion in the eyes of too many murderers. Holiness is in right action and courage on behalf of those who cannot defend themselves and goodness. What God desires is here pointing to his head, and here pointing to his heart. Mm. 
Kevin went on to say, this was a line from a great Ridley Scott movie, Kingdom of Heaven, and I firmly agree with that. One does not have to be quote-unquote religious to believe, but hey, I drink a lot of tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Us too, Kevin! (laughs) I know. I would just encourage any of you, and if you don't drink, that's fine. We, We just enjoy our cocktails. But if you do drink... Or if you don't drink, pour yourself your favorite drink before you uh, listen to one of our podcasts and just enjoy yourself. (laughs) Oh my God. Maybe we need to, I feel like everybody probably thinks to do this and like gives up on it, but I feel like we should put out like a recipe of the week for every episode. I love it. I love it. So back to what Kevin said here. So I think that this is like one of the more simplified cruxes um, not, not to be confused with the Horcrux, also a Harry Potter <laughs> reference. But this is one of the, I think, one of the more simplified cruxes of faith that people run into is when they see violence and mistreatment used in the yes. name of a religion. And Christianity is one of the worst historical offenders of them all. Yeah. It just is. So when you see that and you, you know, see somebody, oh, I'm different. Oh, I'm not that. Oh, I'm whatever. It's like, well, you're still affiliated whether you like it or not. Yeah. And we're living in a time right now in America where Christianity is openly being used to oppress. Openly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the point here is just like whatever the God is that you believe in, if if it's not evidenced in the way that you're thinking and the way that you're behaving, which is like a heart issue – Yes. You're missing you're missing the point of what God is and can be. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think that last line where he says the whole what God desires is here points to yes. his head and here points to his heart, like that says it all there because, you know, I think even as people have listened to our podcast, there's been a few people that have kind of pointed out like, yes, I am still Christian, but like I don't I don't believe this or don't believe that and like I, I realize the point of Christianity as a whole is never meant to be negative. But the reality is is there's a lot of negative that has come because of it. And I mm-hmm. think to not acknowledge some of that and with everything there is, there's always you take the bad with the good and the good with the bad and and that's fine. But I don't think it's wrong to also call out the bad. And I know that it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think it, if you are a Christian, then you should be challenging some of the things that are um, hurtful in our, I would say are, I don't really call myself a Christian anymore, but in that faith, you know? Right. But yeah, no, I appreciate this this message and the fact that you would even take the time to reach out and respond is amazing and I appreciate yes. it. So. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much, Kevin. And I also didn't, I didn't know how to say this out loud, but he left some really cute emojis too. It's like the googly <laughs> eye face with the tongue out and then like the shaka thing from Hawaii. Yeah. I'm so with you. Shaka back at you, brah. Yeah. Take a shot of tequila <laughs> for us. <laughs> yes. All right. What is next? Who else what is next? From? We have another message from a listener. She says, OMG, thanks for finding me and introducing me to your work. You two are delightful, and I can't wait to hear more of your stories. I'm jumping in and mildly obsessed already. Oh my gosh. That's so sweet. (laughs) So nice. Uh, I'm a survivor of the IFB cult. A podcast doing a fun job of explaining that one is called Leaving Eden. If you need more true crime content to consume, which we do. We always Always. Send us all the true crime podcasts. Love all of them. Um, it's a dark and seedy cult at times, but they balance it with a little levity. Thanks again. I've been searching for more content as I work on my memoir, so I'm super stoked to have your podcast to listen to. Thank you. Yeah, You guys. We've got to read this memoir. 
Yes, I need to read this memoir. I'm definitely going to listen to Leaving Eden. If you guys have podcast recommendations for, like, like religion, cults, all that kind of stuff, like, I, it, not even yeah. about cults or whatever, but even just other religions and trying to learn more about them, like, I want to learn all of it because that's part of, even with our kids, like, I want to be able to educate them about everything that's out there. So please send us any recommendations that you have. I would love so to true. consume it. So true. And I had to look up um, what IFB cults stood for, and it turns out I have heard of it. I don't know much about it at all, so I've got some reading ahead of me, but it stands for the Independent Fundamentalist Baptist Cult. So hmm. I've not heard um, of that specifically before. Yeah. And I've only heard of it by name. I like couldn't tell you anything specific about it, but like the fact that the word Baptist is even used in it, I don't want to talk out of my ass here (laughs) but like (laughs) the fact that it's even used here it sounds to me like it probably started in roots of christianity um before it became probably i'm guessing like super clothesline or something wow to even i'm so curious about your story i've got to hear about this but we've like jokingly said at times like did we you know like being funny and cynical and whatever did we grow up in a cult and we should talk about that at some point and i don't think so no um because i I think you know when you know (laughs) yeah and you know and um man you you i love that you know that you're a survivor anybody who goes through something like that is yeah if you can come out on the other side and even be like, you know, um, yeah, be able to talk it, about it and share be able about to talk it. about it, yeah, 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 and yeah. Be, and find health again. You're like mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, all of it. Yeah, I feel like just in doing this podcast and starting to do some research, I feel like there's so many things that I'm coming across where it's like we use words like Pentecostal, which we explained in episode 24, and I was on TikTok. Yes, I was. Yes, you um, were. <laughs> I highly recommend as a nighttime activity if you don't want to sleep at all or if you're just bored. Um, but <laughs> And then I, it'll shame you an hour and a half in. <laughs> I, yes. Oh, I always see the two guys. It's like, wait, it's been too long, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, get off um, TikTok. <laughs> but I saw the other – I've actually seen it several times where there's been – it's always a woman who is talking about like explaining her religion and like the hashtags are always Pentecostal Mm. and it's talking about how they don't like cut their hair and different things like that and it's like it's funny because even though I would define us as Pentecostal and that's what we grew up in there's a whole other section of that that's not anything like what we grew up in and so that's probably something I need to learn more about as well. And I knew people like that, even had some distant relatives growing up who were more like they were they were also Pentecostal, but they were like entrenched in that world where like women can't teach, women can't um, wear pants, they yeah. can't cut their hair, women cannot dance, um, yeah. men can't either, but like whatever. Um, <laughs> I yeah. guess it's for everybody. But things like that where it's like, oh, oh, we're Pentecostal too. And I'm like, oh, this is confusing, especially as a child. Yeah. It's like you're telling us there's absolute truth and yet even within our absolute truth. So what you're saying is only our absolute truth is right. Yeah. Only our Well, even saying the dance, uh, I, we could go off on so many tangents, which I said we might, but like, so like for example, in – in the AG, and I don't know if this was specific just to AG pastors, like, as a whole, or if it was a missionary thing, I don't know, but there was a whole thing about dancing, like, I wasn't allowed to go to, uh, it took my parents a while, I finally was able to convince them to let me go to a dance, and I don't even think they were that against it, because my mom grew up going, she was, like, at prom and different things like that, so I think it was just more that the 
AG, the Assemblies of God specifically, mm-hmm. like, prohibited it. But then there's things like cutting the hair. Like, that was never a part of any church I was a part of. Maybe somebody had a personal conviction and did that. But, like, that wasn't, like, a common thing where I – growing up for me – so that's interesting to me to even just see that because I'm like, oh, so we took some of it. I mean, it's just how denominations work. So I'm going off yeah. on a tangent. But yeah, I yeah. love your tangent. I'm very into your tangent, <laughs> Brittany. Don't don't be ashamed of your tangent. I think what you're saying though too makes sense because, like, for instance, when I was a kid, I'm the youngest of four. I don't know how many times I've said that. Everybody make a drink. <laughs> um, I didn't get to celebrate Halloween, but my older siblings did before I came along. And something happened during that time. Satanic panic, panic, panic. Um, Panic, panic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Something definitely happened during that time where it's like, okay, for these kids, like we can do Halloween with them. But by the time Tiffany comes along, our convictions have changed or developed. And now we're not, you can't do Halloween. So I missed out on certain things like that. And then at the same time, by the same token, it's really interesting, flip my uh, you know that's like one thing all the older kids got to do that I didn't get to do but then flipped there are tons of things that I got to do that the older kids didn't get to do too Mm, you know like even some of the shorts I wore growing up like I was very short to begin with like literally myself I'm vertically challenged as they say but like some of the shorts I wore like my older sisters like they wouldn't have been caught dead in yeah no that makes sense you know, so yeah. it's both ways. But I think it is that thing of when you're in a certain denomination or church or whatever the case is, your convictions do change and you, I don't know, um, go back and forth. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure even like it'll be interesting to reflect back and hopefully I can and be self-aware enough. But like even with our parenting, like there's there's things that, I mean, our, my kids are only nine and seven, but I'm like, are there things that I think now that then when they're 15 and that I'm going to feel totally differently on, which I'm sure there will be. Um, I mean, literally something as simple as like, and don't at me about this, but like, cause I'm not going to get into it, but like spanking, I'm not going to get into all right now. But like when I, before I had kids, I was like, I am going to spank my kids because that's how I was spanked. And I turned out great. So (laughs) (laughs) I am perfect with no issues. (laughs) No, I am joking. Um, But like, honestly, there was a part of me that was like, this seems great and fine. And I, I did spank Nadia one time when she was like two years old and I felt terrible afterwards and it was not helpful and I never did it again. I did flick Beckett's hand because he was three and I didn't know what else to do or one and a half. It doesn't matter. I'll probably cut this out. But uh, <laughs> no. But all I think that it's... said, things change. And I hope that in yeah. the future I can assess and like reflect on the choices that we make as parents and like even yeah. the choices we're making with religion right now. Like maybe in five years from now we'll end up at a Lutheran church because I'm looking for some God in my life again. And then I'll be like, <laughs> what the hell was I doing five years ago? I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I think that's okay, though, too, because I think what this has opened, like we've talked about in the last few episodes, is it opens you up to the freedom to be malleable and flexible and wrong. Yeah. Growing up, we could not be wrong. There's only one right. And having the freedom to be wrong and change your mind and grow. And I think the changing your mind, I don't see it. Typically, it's not super linear. Yeah. uh, Or lateral. I'm sorry. Typically, it's not super lateral. It's like, no, you're typically like unlocking something into a next room that's a level up in your brain and your psyche and your... Yeah. I hate hate this term and I could get into all the reasons why, but your self-actualization... Um, Mm. which is such a bastardized term, but 
I think that is what it is. And I think that um, I was like operating without all of the like creative theta waves that I needed when I was so honestly chained by religion Mm. that now I feel so free like I, I'm repeating myself now, but to be wrong, to change my mind. Yeah. And like knowing all that I've had to unravel unravel religion-wise getting to the age that I am now, I, I didn't know. Yeah. When you know better, you do better. Totally. No, again, I, again, 100%. again. It's just like the best thing that's ever been said, I think. Yeah. Um, Maya is my Jesus. <laughs> I love her. Okay. Um, Maya lives in my heart. <laughs> Next letter. This one, we actually got two from this person. Eva, you are awesome. And I love your name, which is also kind of funny because I we grew up so Christian that like obviously Eva from Eve. But like I love that name. I just think there's so, something so beautiful, beautiful about it. Yeah. So Eva, I'm going to read part of this. Um, she said, oh my gosh, I am in the middle of listening to Tiffany's story and I can so, so much relate. I have anger issues, not so much towards God, but especially with the church and the religion of the assemblies of God. I lucked out as a therapist that I currently see actually specializes in spiritual trauma, which I totally believe we've all experienced in some way. That's incredible. Yeah, I need to find one of those. <laughs> some a therapist who specializes in spiritual trauma. That's very interesting. Okay. And then she went on to say, but boy, that anger. I am still struggling with the things that I do and don't believe uh, to this very day, hence the therapy, and I feel so much anger from certain friends of my father's that I have on Facebook that are part of the religious community with some of the ignorant things they say about social issues or political issues. I end up having so much disgust and hate in my heart that I have to tell myself that that's not the person I want to be and work through it. I don't want to dislike anybody because I know what it is to be raised in something towards being practically brainwashed, and I feel like... I. Almost, it's almost like I have to work on having sympathy for them instead of anger. Amen. Amen yeah. with me. <laughs> yeah. As of right now, that's still a huge thing I'm dealing with. Part of me wants to go crazy hitting the unfriend button on so many people. And I feel like the only reason why I don't is because I don't want to be that judgy person the same way I don't want someone judging me. I don't know, but it's definitely a struggle and I can definitely relate to this podcast. Yes, girl. Yes. You yes. said all the things we are all <laughs> feeling for sure. For like sure. The, I've had so much anger growing up. Yeah. Like and why do I, I have, have had to... anger now? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> are we not are we not done growing up, Brittany? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely like I, I think you're probably referring Eva to in the last episode I mentioned that my boyfriend in high school gave me a book called Disappointment with God. <laughs> and yeah, I mean for me though, until now, God and the AG church were never separated. Yeah. They like whatever I thought about God was built into the AG and vice versa. So it's only now that like I can get to a place where I can separate. I truly can separate my anger from God um, from the church because it was the legalism and the rules and the misinterpretations and all these things and the false translations and the hypocrisy in the church that I had the problem with with uh, like whatever God is. Yeah. Whoever God is, he didn't write the bylaws of the Assemblies of God. And he did not. Whether they want to believe that or not, he did not. Sure uh, didn't. He sure didn't. And I feel like I totally identify with what she's describing. It's such an issue. Regardless of what, whether you were raised religiously or not, we're in a 
period right now where things on Facebook, I feel like, could drive anybody crazy in the things sure. that you see. <laughs> I, If you look at my Facebook friends, I would say, I would guess, let's say I have 1,500 Facebook friends, I'd guess 80%, 90% of them are all from my days of being in religion. And that doesn't, it's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, my feed is filled with things that, I don't necessarily agree with or believe anymore, both religiously, politically. And it is so tempting to get on there and get into these debates. I personally don't um, participate in them because I don't find them helpful. But teach their own, that's fine. It can be very frustrating and probably very triggering for a lot of people to see things on Facebook. And for me, sometimes I'm like, I just don't want anyone to look at it because it just frustrates me or makes me angry so yeah I totally feel that I agree with you I think with the debating and things I think what I'm about to say is in my opinion one of the most Christian things I could say is that the only option you have to make change is to be an example and live out your beliefs in the world because talking about them is not changing minds and hearts yeah no I agree which I guess we're here sitting here talking about (laughs) what we think so are we doing something but but yes I hear what you're saying well we're not debate well I guess depending on who you talk to (laughs) you could say we're debating but I'm just saying like what I I, like I don't even care I don't care because when you know what I'm I'm what I'm doing in this moment well no what I'm saying is though I'm struggling in this moment to say what's next because I'm afraid because of my Christian upbringing that we don't talk about things like this so I'm going to say something that I would never have felt comfortable saying as an identifying and practicing Christian okay lay it on me I donate to shit I care about Yes, girl. I would never say that as a Christian because I'd be like, I just tithe and I give it to the church and I let God's people figure out what to do with it. And like, you're supposed to be so humble and so private about things. No, I don't have a lot of money, but when I have the opportunity to, I put my money where my mouth is. And when there Mm. are kids in cages that need to be reunited with their family because the only thing they're seeking is asylum and safety, I put my money there. And when... Black people are being killed at three times the rate of white people. And I'm not saying this. My purpose in saying this is as, is is the learning journey I have had that the only thing that matters is what I do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't want to hear, like, I don't want any comments like, oh, good job. No, 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 no. This has been my learning journey to go, yeah. all that matters is what I do. Yeah. I can talk about it all day long. I can talk about these things all day long. And we do that on this podcast and I love it. But (laughs) that's not what matters. No, I think that's, I mean, honestly, if I'm feeling very, not in in a good way, but like called out and something that like I feel like Curtis and I have talked about many times of how we want to do more sort of like community service with the kids and like for a little while, and this is totally an excuse, but for a little while it was like they were too young to do certain things and whatever And now they're not. We could totally do stuff, and we could have before, and that was an excuse, but just wanting to do things that's different than just, like, serving in church and, like, all these different things that didn't feel like it was helping, like, the homeless person on the corner or, like, putting your money where your mouth is, putting your time where your mouth is, and that's something I want to make sure that we are doing with our family, which we're not doing much of currently, to be honest, and I think that's something we need to really, I mean... I want my kids that to be an active thing that they participate in is like helping people and how do we do that and how do we help our community and not just talk about it so I think that's yeah 
I don't even know how I got on that tangent. I apologize. I'm just like, don't apologize. It was great. I hesitated to even mention because of how we were raised. Yeah. That's what we're talking about with this podcast as a whole. Like, I don't care if we're talking about nail polish or we're talking about like major social issues. It is informed by what we were taught to believe growing up and how we respond to things. I didn't want to say out loud, like something you can do is you can freaking donate. Like, I didn't want to say that. And like, ooh, no, we should... I don't know. Anyway, now I'm now I'm like no, looping no, back I, like an infinity I know. I'm like no, <laughs> but I know because part of me wants to be like let's talk about tithing, and I'm like that now is not the time. It's fine. oh we girl, can talk about that on another podcast, honey. We will too. We will. Yeah. Um. So I'm not going to read this whole second section from Eva. Uh, you are. I love you, Eva. You're so thoughtful and like have so many of the same thoughts and feelings that we do. But in another message you um sent in, she had said um. Basically that it's kind of funny, like she has certain friends that she's been around that she, you know, tries to kind of explain these things, hint at whatever, and they just don't have the same understanding because they weren't raised the same way. You don't know what you don't know. But um, we're able in this podcast, we're being able to have a conversation about um, our joint experiences and similar experiences. And it's been like a place where it's an outlet. And we're so just honored yes. that we're getting to be that with and for you. Um, and again, it's not about being in the same places we're in at all, at all. It's about figuring out the place that you want and need to be in that makes you feel like a whole person. Yeah, I think just like being open to have the conversation. And I I guess I'd, I would encourage anybody on this pod who's listening to this podcast, like, yes, please message us and tell us your thoughts. I love that. But also if there's somebody close to you, you know, whether it's a therapist or whether it's a best friend or your spouse, like talk, you know, if you feel like you can't, maybe I would encourage you to just try to talk through some of these things because sometimes it's like not until we can sort of articulate them to someone else. It's like you realize what you're really feeling as you're trying to actually say yeah. it out loud, which is hard. It is we very hard. We do it hard. here every week when we yes. talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the, I think it's very hard to do initially, but the more you do it, it's like it just takes practice. And I, I feel like sometimes, and, and I know part of it is my personality, is that I feel like this freedom, like my dad's very similar and it's just kind of like says what he thinks is on his mind, whatever's on his mind, whatever. But, you know, my husband was not somebody who used to be like that and he's still not naturally that way, but I think conversation comes more easily between us about hard topics because we practice and it is uncomfortable. But I, anyways, that's my long tangent of just saying I really encourage you to talk to someone about whatever it is that you're dealing with whether it's religion fill in the blank um and you might be surprised too like that person may have been like waiting for somebody else to take the first step so whether it's like a spouse or a friend or you know a partner what a co-worker like sometimes we get really we think of them as co-workers but we get really close to these people because we spend a third of our lives with them they may be having the same thoughts and things that you do and their initial reaction may not be to engage or to respond but they might later Sometimes it takes, to use a Christian term, planting a seed to have that conversation. Like, that's just human nature. So, anyway, great point, Brittany. No, and that's, like, speaking of the the co-worker, I'll just say quickly, like, I miss this because of COVID. I'm no longer in an office. But I had that exact thing with my very good friend, co-worker, and then... And then we ended up talking about it. We started talking about it at work. And then a girl who like kept overhearing us finally like came and talked to us and was like, 
I grew up that way too. And then we would all like See? talk about it. So it was, you just never know. You never know until yeah. you just open up and it's hard, but it's worth it. I promise. Yeah. So. It takes, it takes a touch of bravery, but you got it. Yeah. And you know what I, what was I watching? I was watching, was it Mulan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wa- I loved Mulan. Well, we watched something and it said, and that might not have been it. It might've been The Vow, which is about a cult. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> oh my God. But it said that bravery is the the actual definition of bravery is um being able to endure pain mm. and whether it was Mulan <laughs> or the vow or the vow on HBO <laughs> which is about that cult uh Nexium whichever it was I actually don't disagree with that I think it's one of many definitions but I think that's so true like bravery is not like oh you're just exposed it's like no you're willing to do the thing that might bring you pain because it's worth it to be on the other side of whatever that pain is so yeah be brave yes okay well we have so a lot of what we just read was like a lot of sort of commentary people's stories just sharing with us but we did receive some questions curtis asked how do you talk about your faith or lack thereof to christians especially family do you ever feel defensive at this point um and then also i'll say before we answer this my uh my friend who also reached out had a very similar uh, question and this has actually come up several times throughout our podcast since we started it I've had this asked by multiple people about how are your fa- how's your family responding how do you talk to your parents about this all so this is a common thing mm-hmm. um, my friend uh, from college asked what have your family's responses been to your faith journey and your podcast have you talked with them throughout or have they commented on your doubts I'm super curious so Tiffany you want to you want to take it away <laughs> Loaded question, Curtis and Christy. All right, y'all. Um, okay, so going back to what Curtis said, how do you talk about your faith or lack thereof to Christians, especially family? Do you ever feel defensive at this point? So to answer that, how do I talk about my faith or lack thereof? I don't. <laughs> Even though I just told all of y'all like five seconds ago to be brave. Um, especially when it comes to people who I know still feel very strongly in their Christianity. I am kind of the person who like casts the net. And if they get caught in it and want to talk to me, then great. Like I'll reel it in. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, the way I never felt comfortable shoving Christianity down anyone's throat before Similarly, I don't feel comfortable shoving my lack of belief in Christianity down anyone's throat either. Yeah. So I have certain people in my life who I still love, admire, adore, who are as Christian as Christian can be in the traditional sense, um, who I think may have listened to the show, um, but they are not commenting to me or asking me or responding to me. um, And that's okay. Yeah. If and when they ever want to, like I'm here for the conversation, but I don't, like we talked about earlier, I don't feel compelled to make you not Christian. Yeah, totally. That is not my goal. Yeah. (laughs) That is like not my goal. My goal is for you to not live in fear. My goal is for you to not harm yourself or others. My goal is for your politics to match (laughs) your religion if it's going to at all. But my goal is not to make you not Christian at all. Yeah. So yeah. that I maybe that answers that a little bit. Do I feel defensive at this point? Sure, on some level, sure, because I feel like I have to defend 
that I'm not a crazy backslider. Like, you know what I mean? I think the idea is like, oh, you're not Christian anymore. You are atheist. You hate God. You hate Christians. You are against us. You are evil. I'm like, no, 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 none of that. None it's of not that. not one extreme or the other. No, exactly. So if anything, I'm more moderate than ever. Yeah. And so <laughs> I do feel defensive about that in yeah. that sense. But I, again, I don't feel the need to like make you believe the same way that I do or don't. Totally. I've talked quite a bit with it uh, about this with one of my sisters and her husband, my brother-in-law, who I just adore. And I believe he, I can totally get this wrong. I think he was raised Catholic. Definitely he was raised one of those things that like doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) According to the Assemblies of God. I think it was Catholic. I might be a little bit off. But, um, you know, he wasn't like you didn't know what a human video was until we did an episode about a human video girl is different is <laughs> way different yeah yeah um and so I've talked with them about it and they're not even in like the same place that I am and like they're you know raising children and I think that that adds a, we have to talk about that at some point that adds adds an entire other dynamic when you're like these little souls are on my watch whatever yeah. the case may be and I don't even mean just in response to things like heaven and hell but like you know raising them and talking about morality and how do you teach morality without religion and whatever the case is but um they're not in the exact same place I am but they are they're totally willing to have the conversation and go well oh this is how I perceive this as a kid this is how I perceive this now and it is so refreshing it's so nice but that's one of you know side of my family that is willing and open and not defensive about these kind of conversations whereas other parts of my family might not be in that same place because they feel so strongly about the tenets of Christianity that like evangelism is so important and you know backsliding is the worst thing that could happen and what about you do you I mean do you talk to family about this (laughs) (laughs) yeah I've actually talked to most of my family I've talked to my parents about it talk to siblings about it I don't live near family so any conversations yeah. that happen um will typically happen when we're you know we see each other once or twice a year if we're lucky and so it, sometimes these conversations can turn into like a bigger thing and I feel like there's only so much you can kind of get through in those conversations so I think it's different than if you have like an you know an everyday communication with family and they can see your progress or maybe lack of progress to them I don't know so I think it's hard I I will say I don't go out to seek to talk about it with them at this point only because again the same was what you said I, I feel like enough people know that I don't believe similar to them that if they have questions about it I think they know I'm a pretty open book especially now after this podcast and if they wanted to ask a question they totally yeah. can and yeah. I don't get a lot of feedback, and part of that is hard, Um, but part of it is very understandable because we're in different places, and 10 years ago, 5 years ago, I would have responded very differently to the message that we're putting out right now. So as much as there's part of me, the inner child in me, that is desperate for attention or for a response from, you know, my parents or siblings or whoever, the other side of me is very aware that... This is my journey and I made this choice to come on this podcast and do this because I felt it was something I needed to do and should do. 
And I'm okay with that. And like genuinely, like I did have a hard time after the podcast came out, just kind of processing and, and realizing like this could hurt some people, but it's a, it's my journey and I feel like I'm trying to do it the best way I know how and I don't, I'm not trying to hurt people's feelings even though it may hurt people. Um, so in terms of being defensive, I feel like I definitely have been in the past and definitely still would be depending on the situation, like what you said. I think with the politics or um, if there's like a questioning of thinking I'm one extreme or the other, then I definitely would probably be a little defensive if I'm just being honest. I want to tell you, no, I'm not defensive at all, but like that would not be honest. I, I wish there was more open conversation, but I also understand why there's not. Because especially if you have the conviction that um, someone who does not believe or practice the same way you do is going to live a life of damnation. Yeah. That's an uncomfortable conversation to have, isn't it? Yeah. But like part of me feels a sort of injustice in the sense of like, let, let me put it this way. I don't know who listens to the podcast. I Like I don't. I know that some of my family members have. I don't know how many they have. I don't know which ones they have. I Unless they've told me, and that's been very few of them. But there's a part of me that's like, if there are several of you out there that have listened, especially to the most recent one of my story, and do believe that, like, I'm backslidden, like, why are you not evangelizing to me, is how I feel. (laughs) I'm just putting it out there. Where I thought it was going to go, but yes! What do you think I was going to say? I don't know. I was just like waiting for it. And then like it went like it was like it was like, oh, we're on like kind of a curvy little road and it's a Honda commercial and it looks really fun. And then it was like a really severe left turn. <laughs> but we're not in a I've Honda commercial feeling. anymore. We're off of the cliff. No, no that is so that's exactly the thing, Brittany, the hypocrisy. I mean, it's an uncomfortable conversation and I don't actually think somebody should be evangelizing to me. But <laughs> part don't. of me is like. If you feel so strongly about my conviction or, like, your conviction or, like, me going to hell, why is there not a conversation happening with me in response to this? And maybe nobody's listened to it. And that's why. And that's and that fine. might be why. And that might be why. Anyway. Oh, that is That's my such, little rant. No, that is such a good point. <laughs> I cannot wait to text with Curtis about this later. <laughs> we'll see. I have to leave it in, but I'm like, oh. I've been thinking about it so many times as you were talking. I'm like, yeah, I want to say it. Yeah. <laughs> These are the questions, though. Those are the questions. I keep doing this Italian thing. I'm like, mama mia, with my hands. I don't know why. All right. Um, we are getting close to the last couple here. Um, the next one is from Darla. She, which, is there a better name than Darla? No, really. Oh, from, I know. It's the, the little rascals. Name. I, little rascals. Darla. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. She was also the cutest little girl ever, too. I wonder what she's doing now. Yeah. I love looking that stuff up. (laughs) I do, too. Okay. So Darla sent over some questions. She said, what then is morality and integrity and right and wrong? What do those words even mean? Define good, define bad, according to what or whom? I'm not asking per se to you. I'm asking in general to people who don't really believe in anything. Taking it outside of religion, how do you define them without having the influence of religion from the dawn of time? I'm going to say a short thing on this, but then I want to hear what you think, Brittany. But I think yeah. I think that it's on some level impossible to separate morality from religion because, like Darla just said, having the influence of religion from the dawn of time is true. Yeah. 
it's you cannot completely separate them in my opinion I don't see a way to do that just because of history just because of history exactly there's always been I mean even if you look at like Greek mythology these people believed those things that was their religion yeah and the stories that are told in Greek mythology are about morality and right and wrong and ethics and all these different things so I don't think you can separate them personally well, and I think this this is a, a great question, and it's one that, like, I think is stemming from talking about, like, if we're not using the Bible or religion as, you know, our guide, then what are we using as our guide to define good, define bad? This probably also applies to raising kids, things like that. Yeah. And honestly, like, I don't even have a very lengthy answer at this moment. I definitely think this could will, probably will be a whole podcast topic at some point. Um, But for me, I feel like we have laws of our land um, that have nothing to do with the Bible. and Except a ton of them are based on the Bible, but that's, again, the issue of not being able to separate it. Totally. And that's what I know they were, yes, it's all been like all the way back to history but, but I over time think, now they would say yeah that like yeah. now it's not about the bible but like did it come from something from the bible or another ancient text like probably yeah. but I also think like raising kids I think and and not raising them religiously right now I think that there is something that you just kind of know you you teach good and bad in our society and things that harm people are bad and things that don't harm people might be good or are not bad I don't know that I'm answering this well at all, but I just think there's a more just simple answer to it. And yes, you can get into all the detail of the fact that it's hard to separate law from even religion because it's historical. But I think if I'm not using that context, there's a whole lot of people out there that are not raised religiously and are good people And it seems like they've figured it out without needing religion. I actually struggle more with the idea of having to raise kids and point to the Bible or God or Jesus as the reason for why Mm. I'm telling them to do a certain thing than just being like, we are put on this earth to be the best version of ourselves, best humans we can be, to treat people the best way we can, to treat the earth the best way we can. And I don't think that that requires religion in order to teach that. I think it's very simple. I think it's very simple. It's very elementary. I feel like my kids understand it without me needing to say because Jesus told me to or because God told me to. Because you – and the thing is there are things from the Bible. It's not that I'm saying the things in the Bible are not things I would currently use. Like do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Fundamental thing about being a good human being. Like – Totally. But I don't think I have to point to that as a reason or as because like Because the Bible a, says this. Yeah. Yes, because the Bible tells me so and sort right. of hang it over their heads. This is why we do that. It's just like, no. In our house, I expect you to be a good human being, to be a respectful, considerate human being. And these Would you are want some this of the parameters. You. Exactly. Yeah. Would you want this done to you? Would you want yeah. somebody to cheat on you? Would you want somebody to murder you? Would you want yeah. somebody to murder something or someone you like? Would you want your toy stolen? Would exactly. you want, and like other things too, would you want to be manipulated? Like you don't need the things that aren't so hard and fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. we have laws against manipulation, like fraud laws, you know, yeah. these types of things. So like, 
I completely agree with you. And I, I think the thing is, though, we can never completely separate it because so many laws are based on 100%. biblical things that over time it's changed. But like even then it was like, oh, somebody wrote something. It's like it's just plagiarism. It's just like, oh, let me reuse this over here is what yeah. it is. So I think that's just the nature of humanity. You know, I'm not afraid of telling, educating my kids on the history of the Bible or yeah. Jesus or like where rules or laws came from if and if they're religion based like that's fine it's history it's a part of life and that's fine my my thing is more just that like I don't feel like my morality has to be based on whether we are sinners or not and whether I accept Jesus into my heart or not I think it's morality is based on good and bad in the sense of hurting people in in that context I guess C.S. Lewis would hate us yeah. <laughs> All right. So That's I think we okay. have, is it two more? We have two more that we're going to hit here. Yes. You guys, this is awesome. I cannot believe we, like, like we said, Brittany said earlier that we had some of these came in like during the episodes unrolling. Um, but some of the, like a ton of them came in today too. And like, just thank you. Yeah. Content it's awesome. Meal. <laughs> this is great. Like so much to talk about. It's amazing. Um, we had another listener message that I will start reading. And it says, hello, Brittany and Tiffany. Wanted to drop a DM before you record your next episode. Thank you. This came in earlier. Um, first and foremost, thank you for sharing your stories. While I still identify as a Christian over the past couple years, I have been going through a deconstruction and rebuilding of what my faith looks like. And with what you both shared, I identified with a lot. And I admire you both for putting it all out there. Thank you. You're very sweet. Thank you. (laughs) I get nervous at the thought of sharing my new beliefs with my family, and I'm so proud of both of you. Maybe that is cheesy to say, but I am. And we appreciate all the positive thoughts. Thank you. Yes. Also, I now have such a clear picture of what kind of church environment my husband grew up in, which is so different from my Lutheran upbringing. I daydream about sitting down with you two and giving you all the details of confirmation classes, studying Lutheran small catechism, and having a legit after-church potlucks, which later we started calling pot blessings because with the Holy (laughs) Ghost, you don't need luck. (laughs) Pot (laughs) blessings. That is amazing. I have got to be honest that I was like in, (laughs) (laughs) I was in the middle of like collecting all of this that I did not fully read that one paragraph. I didn't either until (laughs) I read this out loud. I'm so glad we did it. That is amazing. That is amazing. Later we started calling pot blessings because (laughs) with the Holy Ghost you don't need luck that is amazing I think I'm gonna start using that pot Pot blessings we're gonna have a pot blessing at our house for Thanksgiving with our family (laughs) (laughs) oh this is amazing um okay so the end of her message said where all the church basement ladies were in charge of all the hot dishes jello dishes crock pots and dessert bars apparently bars are a midwest thing like lemon bars pumpkin bars have you had those Anyways, those are my scattered thoughts. Love the podcast. Thank you. This, this message wins. <laughs> it's not a competition, and yet somehow it got a blue ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so let me tell you. Yes, honey, we know what bars are. I'm from the South. So where I'm from, casseroles are the thing, like more than bars. But of course, you like you got to have a lemon bar. Yes, jello yes. dishes. I don't understand, Jell-O though. Dishes. Ugh. What? Why? Jello, jello dishes. <laughs> Do we disagree on this? Wait, what do you mean? It's horrible. Wait, which jello dishes? Because I'm not a fan of the fluffy stuff. 
all of them. There's not a good Jello dish. Oh, I disagree. No. Disagree. <laughs> My, I love me some Jello with like you take the canned peaches and you put that inside the Jello. Oh, oh yes. No. Yes. Or you like you like put it in a blender and so then it's like a different texture. Oh, it's so good. What is it then? No, well, you like, so you mix up, okay, so you take a can of peaches or pears, and then you put it in a blender so it's all, like, like a smoothie. You put that with the Jello, and it just makes it, like, it's not, I don't know, it's just, like, a harder It sounds jello. like what my stomach does to Jello, and then, like, no. if I was to get sick and barf it up. <laughs> no, but I feel like you have to have good Jello. Like, there's bad Jello, but it's a thing. I don't like it, but I respect it. <laughs> what I love so much is the faces we just made at each other that, like, I'm talking absolute shit about Jello, yeah, and your and face like, is like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's an off day when we don't react the same on something. <laughs> um, we disagreed about something. It's it's Shocked. rare, and it happens, <laughs> and you guys were here for it in lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> But to go back to what you said earlier here, um, you said, she said, I get nervous at the thought of sharing my new beliefs with my family. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, we're doing a whole podcast about it, and it's kind of passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's easier in a certain way to totally. tell the entire world than to tell the people directly closest to you who it could hurt the most. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit true. easier. Yeah. So I hear that. And if you ever are able to, for starters, don't be hard on yourself either way. But if you're ever able to, it's huge. Like I don't my you know, I don't sit around and have these big conversations with my mom about this stuff. Um, I'm too afraid to upset her. Yeah. <laughs> so I do a podcast with my best friend instead and yeah. tell everybody. Well, and I, ha- I have had these conversations and they are uncomfortable. It's hard. Everybody's got different personalities and how it comes across. And the conversations I've had have been hard and they have not been like, ooh, this is a cool new thing you're uh, sharing with us, you know? So I think, but I also think that the conversations have gotten easier over the years. But I also feel very strongly about the fact that like we're supposed to do this. And for all the people that have messaged us, I think this is exactly the reason why. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was a great letter. Thank you guys so much. And I think we have just one last one, Britt. So this is a message from Alyssa. And she said, I'm listening to your podcast. And A, I want to hug you. B, I'm over here going, yep, me too. C, the loss and crisis of faith. Sigh. I I could go on and on, but... Thank you for being honest and vulnerable and sharing your heart. Also, thanks for getting Yes, Lord stuck in my head. You're so welcome. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, here we go again. Yes, Lord. Take it away. Okay. Yep. Sorry, I did a little double clap there. It's very <laughs> progressive. <laughs> yes, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> then she said, what you're doing is important, and I know it may not mean much, but I am incredibly proud of you for putting yourself out there and sharing your heart. And I'm proud of you for parenting yourself. Oof. Mm. I'm proud of you for parenting yourself and learning decades of brainwashing and becoming who you were meant to be. You are amazing, incredible, and this version of you is even more rad. Big hugs. Oh, so nice. I think that it's beautiful. I will say that to you, Brittany. This version of you is even more rad. I love that so much because that's how I feel. Don't you feel that? I do. I I do so much so much I feel more me than I've ever felt 
in my life. And I know some of that's just getting older and being comfortable in your skin, but I think this journey has been a huge part of that and being okay with being a little disruptive with our journey of unraveling our faith. Yeah. I think it's okay. And I'm happy about it. I am too. And again, it's one of those things where like, you know, some of these messages are from people we know. Some are from people we don't know at all. And um, especially when you're hearing from people you know, again, like how I mentioned like the podcast in a certain way is a little passive aggressive. It's like a a way around being direct to people. But it also is a way to open doors and conversations with people who you've known your whole life or knew a long time ago or have lost touch with. And you grew up the same way. And they're like, oh, I'm going through the exact same thing now or I already went through this and then you're able to reconnect in a different way and go it's almost like a it's almost like um you know coming like you've been swimming underwater for a long time and then you come up out of the water and you get that first gasp of air that's how I feel when I get these messages from people I do know yeah when when they're saying maybe I'm where you are maybe I'm not maybe I'm a little head maybe I'm a little behind whatever the case is what you're experiencing is not quote unquote wrong and I see it and, you know, I'm here with, like, we're linking arms is how it feels. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, I totally feel the same. It's, you know, reading messages we received, some with questions, but even some are very complimentary. Like, it it really does make our day, and it really, to- it, it's, it's so encouraging, especially after two episodes that I know were very difficult to make, and... Mm-hmm. We're very emotional. Like, I know I may have already, I know I've already, like, kind of commented on, on that, but, like, as much as I feel great as, from where I am now, like, this part has been hard. And I just encourage you to to go on that journey, whatever that journey is for you. If you're a little bit afraid, if you're, you know, not sure what that might look like, just take the first step. And yeah. it might be scary, but, like, we're here. You can talk to us. Yeah, you can. And you so, do. And thank you. And you do. <laughs> and yes, thank you so much. Yeah. We really it's appreciate like, it. I've, I've still, I've been in LA now for 10 years. I've still never been to the Grand Canyon and I've got to go. I can't wait to go to the yes. Grand Canyon. But what it is, I feel, I'm just full of analogies or whatever metaphors today, <laughs> I guess it's metaphors. I feel like we have stood on the edge of the Grand Canyon and screamed into the void and hearing back from you guys is the echo. Yes. It's just it's just the faintest reply that you you made a sound and yeah. this is the response that it was heard. And yeah. so it is really meaningful and um again I wish I could show you guys a recording cuz Brittany 100% just teared up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have teared up many times. So like much. there was a message that came through right before we recorded yes. this that we didn't even share that I was like also tearing up with because it's exactly what you just said. It's like we both said this in the beginning. It's like even if this just helps one person and the fact that we've gotten multiple, you know, dozens and dozens of messages from people, like it it means a lot. And I don't keep crying, but it means a lot. <laughs> Knock I don't want to start Brittany. crying. Knock <laughs> but it off. it does. I think, it's, I don't know. And I feel like sometimes I'm like such a hard ass, like, oh, yeah, let me tell you how I feel. But like, honestly, <laughs> I'm just a little kid inside that's just trying to process everything. And I've done it out loud. And I'm, you know what? I'm damn proud of myself and of you for yes, doing it. I so. am too. I am too. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> I just sounded like a Nick Kroll character, if anybody's familiar with Nick Kroll, like all of his like Valley Girl. Uh, I am too. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I am too. Uh, 
Yeah, everything's two <laughs> syllables when it's meant to be one. Me <laughs> too. Uh, I'm going to cry. Uh. Okay. Um, wow. I feel like a million bucks. It's I do too. 1030 at night and I want to get on my Peloton because I have like energy. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do yeah. that. I'm gonna go watch The Vow. I'm gonna finish the next Nexium. Have you been we're watching gonna, it? We're gonna. We were gonna start it tonight. Did you listen to the podcast? Yes. So okay, I've, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And Josh has not. So he had no anything. And so I already had that background. But like, it's really good. That's what Even Curtis had having, brought it up. And I was like, oh, we should. So. Yeah. Totally. Totally. We watched two episodes last night. And we had to stop just because it's like heavy. Like, yeah. it's great and compelling and everything. And we typically just binge like crazy. We were, we were both kind of like, oh, we need a break. Yeah. From, we need a break from like the a cult. Lot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys are watching that, let us know your thoughts. Um, is the Bachelor back next week or is it a month? Um, it's in like a month. I think it's like October 14th oh, or something. Oh, okay. It's like a month. Lame. Yeah. Okay. I thought we were going to talk about it sooner than later, but we will. I don't I worry, guys. We'll talk I about know. it. I know. I will say like, and I don't know if anybody, I never watched Dancing with the Stars, although I am going to actually watch some of it this season mm-hmm. because Caitlin Bristow, if you are a Bachelor fan, she yes. is on it this season. And I don't know. I've always followed her journey specifically. There's something about her that just... I appreciated, and so she finally is getting her chance to dance after a whole scandal of things of like how she was never allowed to before. So I'm very excited to see how it goes. It's so fun. I watched it back when a little bit. Um, Tom Bergeron, I loved him, and also I loved um Aaron, who was his co-host for a long time. She went to my college, my journalism college. Oh. No big deal. So Aaron <laughs> Andrews, um, Florida Gator, go Gators. So anyway, Ooh. yes, I will watch it with you. I'm into it. Okay, cool, <laughs> awesome. All right, so that's our accidental like pop culture round up yeah. we're like having this heavy conversation but you guys can yeah. count on us for all of the things yeah <laughs> you can and thank you so much again we could go on and on but um just come back that's all we ever ask is come back let's continue conversation I'm sure in the next few weeks we'll probably in the next few episodes at least we'll probably hit some lighter fare yeah <laughs> um and circle back to these things but that's exactly what we intend to do so thank you and I'm Tiffany and I'm Brittany and we'll see you soon bye, bye.